0: Apes. Apes, together, All right, and welcome to the Film Coterie Spoiler Cast Edition. I'm Roger. I'm Adam. And we are going to be spoiling the movie that you just heard the 10 second soundbite for, War for Planet of the Apes.
1: The astronaut does not come down in this one. Here's the first Spoiler. No astronaut
0: returning No astronaut. So you can rest assured, no astronauts in this movie. So um, if you did not get a chance, in, chance to listen to our full episode of the film Coterie, um, we did briefly mention for about 10, 15 minutes, um, Planet of the Apes, War for Planet of the Apes. Adam, what was your, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's let those know. What did you think of this movie first and foremost? I love this movie.
1: The other two, I like the first one. I love the second one. I love this one. The trilogy finishes on a very, very high note. Again, I don't think this movie is going to get the respect it deserves because it's a movie with CG monkeys.
0: I could not agree more with you, Adam. I loved this movie. I loved Andy Serkis' performance in this movie. I thought he was fantastic. Um, I just thought it was a great movie. Tremendous drama. Um... And it's a movie about apes. It's, it's a Planet of the Apes movie, but yet, man, it's, it was an awesome movie. Great performances all around. Woody Harrelson was great in the movie. Um, and it just hit all the right beats for me. So time for me to put out the warning. Yes. This
1: is a spoiler cast. We are going to spoil the entire movie. If you've not seen War for the Planet of the Apes, you need to hit stop on whatever device you're listening to. Go see the movie, then come back and listen to the spoiler cast. This is your last chance to bail out, pull your parachute, and get the hell out of here before we start throwing spoilers out.
0: Yep, here we go. Three, two, one. Okay, so Adam, initial thoughts.
1: This movie has a really brutal opening. Um, There's no happy moment. We don't, compared to the last one, we kind of seen Ape society
0: functioning pretty well, everyone getting
1: along. This one opens with an
0: attack, right in the jungle, right in the jungle, right in the woods. It's a war; the war is on. And from the opening scene, an ape gets shot with an arrow, killed. I guess that's the whole tension of the first you scene: know. is
1: that you're waiting for the soldiers to open fire on a on a chimp on a horse that doesn't seem coming,
0: and then you look over and you see the fort where the apes are living. I mean, it's like. The movie dropped us into uh, what would have been the second act of maybe or the end of a first act on a regular movie. I mean, right to the action from the very beginning. And in
1: that scene, I mean, two minutes in the movie, you learn that there's ape traders. There's apes that work for them. They call them donkeys. It's a Kong thing. Yeah. Because they call apes Kongs. Right. So donkeys are apes that have given up. They've surrendered for the chance to live and work with the humans. They're working as scouts and as mules. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> um, this movie set you know, shortly after the second movie. And we know in the second movie, if you haven't seen it, more spoilers come in your way. Um, Caesar goes through quite an emotional journey. He discovers that all the apes are not good. They're not altruistic. They're not all look at the world the way he does. They don't all view humans as... Potentially good with the, with the potential to be bad, but mostly good. Um, Kobo, you know, which was in the first movie, the second movie, uh, he ends up having to kill him, you know, and that haunts him. And that is carried right over into this movie. You know, it's called War for the Planet of the Apes. And there's a war going on externally, but with the hero and the villain, there's a war going on internally inside of them they're both fighting demons from their past and caesar wow that mocap is just unbelievable it really is this is the high point this is
1: if anyone has any doubts that mocap can be Used in the modern era. I, 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 this, this is. I never thought I would. Firm.
0: I would never thought I would say this, but I think the special effects are much better than even Avatar, than even Star Wars. I, I don't oh, know any
1: movie this year that's going to have better special effects than this movie. I don't the amount that. of CG and everything else they had to use.
0: And, and and and, but anyway, you know, it's it's a drama from beginning to end. It's like a war, and then we have a Western road film. They go on this journey. And then we end with Apocalypse Now, Vietnam and kind of like huge destruction of the world kind of thing, you know. Uh, so let's walk through some of the paces of the movie, Adam.
1: So in that opening attack, this the the trenches that they're hitting is like a forward position for the apes. Right, yes. They're, they're using their grenade launchers. They hit it really well. ape rides off to get the rest of the apes, and then they come back throw smoke bombs and spear them and arrow them and these apes shoot large arrows the arrows that are coming down on these soldiers are huge yes so the apes win the battle leave four survivors yep and a traitor one of the gorillas that he doesn't have a name but you can tell who the traitors are even the humans have an alpha and an omega branded on them yes In the apes which is a
0: nice little when it, you you so easily could get lost within all the apes you know uh, that Alpha and Omega symbol around their head, their eyes.
1: Usually forehead. Humans have it on their cheeks or yeah. forehead too. So this gorilla has an Alpha and Omega. So Caesar takes them all prisoner and he sends the humans back. He doesn't kill any of them with the message. We can have peace. Leave us alone. Yep. He doesn't want to fight. He says, this is not my war. Yep. Kobo or whatever started
0: it. He's old. He's older. he, he He's is, gray. He's not a young whippersnapper anymore. He's seasoned. He's, he's experienced life. And you can see the heaviness and the age in his face. You know the graying white, you know hair around his face, and uh, which is very tastefully not tacky done at all. I mean, very subtle. Oh,
1: tacky would be as a cane.
0: <laughs> no, but, but you know, like it, it's not like he's all white now. No, all white hair. It's very you know, subtle. Very subtle, but you can you can tell that he's aged. Even his face is. He's more weathered and more, you know. Well, it happens to leaders. That's just yeah. the stress of everything they do ages them. Yeah.
1: Look at all the presidents. Yeah, from their first. And day so to their he last. doesn't
0: want war. He wants peace. He's like, you guys live in the cities. We'll live in the woods. Let's everybody get along. But that's not going to happen.
1: No, the colonel is coming. He's, Which is Woody
0: Harrelson's character. Yep. And it's cool because the apes live kind of behind this waterfall in a cave system that has a little fort built around the back entrance where the woods is at, you know, and, and, you know, Caesar sees it. He sees the ropes drop out in front of the water and he reaches, or he sees something. Yeah. And he reaches over and grabs the ropes. And when he does, he runs back and says, we're about to be invaded by them and starts getting all of his men going, you know,
1: and he has his son stay behind to protect his wife and his His son's brother, his youngest son. And if
0: you know anything about the second movie, Caesar has an older son that's now an adult. Mm -hmm. And he has a young son that was born as an infant that's now probably like, you know. Toddler. Yeah, toddler or maybe a little older. I would say five, six, seven somewhere in that range. But who knows? A younger but able to walk and get around and stuff, you know. Okay.
1: So Caesar has a nest. It's not a throne room, but he kind of has the best real estate in the cave. It's a big nest in the main waterfall chamber. That's where he and his family sleep. So while he's protecting the rest of the cave, we see the colonel coming in to that nest. And we hear over the radio that Kong is dead. The king is dead. Because the colonel doesn't know what Caesar looks like. And, I mean, honestly, monkeys probably all look the same to the colonel anyway. Right. He kills a male that's defending this family. He kills the whole family except the youngest, which is Cornelius, yeah, He who managed to run and hide.
0: Yeah, he ran and hid,
1: and it's a powerful scene. This the, scene is the first. <sighs> the oh man, the, the range that Andy Circus has to go through because he confronts the Colonel, sees his dead family.
0: He, There's he, loss. It's and a then slow rage. turn as he slowly he sees the Colonel and he's like, "What? You're here in my nest?" Well, the Colonel's confused. Like, I thought I killed you. He has this
1: look because he's like, "Who are you?" And he knows this is Caesar. Because he's
0: seen his... uh, He's killed a son.
1: Yeah, which he thought was Caesar.
0: Which he thought was Caesar. And you see Andy Serkis. You see Caesar's slow turn to the right. And he sees his wife and his oldest son dead. Killed by this colonel. And the transformation that comes upon his face. Whoo! And then he... And then, you know, there's... He shoots at him. The colonel shoots at him. He ducks out of the way. And the colonel you know, goes back up the rope and he's going to get out of there and escape. And you saw the scene in the trailer they played in it, but it's way more impactful in the movie where Caesar just takes off and dot jumps through that waterfall and grabs that rope. And he is, he don't care. He's going after that Colonel. He's going to kill him. Powerful scene. Powerful scene. So yeah,
1: the Colonel leaves, he knows Caesar's still alive. There's a debate the next day. They need to get out of there. They know a valley that some of the other monkeys have seen if you just have to get through a desert. The problem is they they can't get out in big numbers. They know the colonel's going to be hunting with them. They have vehicles. right? They don't have a good way of moving. And and Caesar is on revenge track. Oh, yeah. He can barely think about anything else. He's going to kill this colonel. He's going to go by himself. He doesn't want to risk anyone else's lives, but he's going to go on a mission and just
0: kill the colonel. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because... He has his closest friends, you know, that from all three movies, from all three movies that decide they're going to go with him, you know, and is it, is it, what is it? Three, four of them. It's the one gorilla, it's the a gorilla, the big it's gorilla, rocket, rocket, the other chimp. And then Maurice, the orangutan, uh, and they form a band that, that goes to find the colonel, you know? Uh, And then it kind of turns into a Western road picture because all of the the tribe is gone. And it becomes a character study, this small group of people that all have their different ways about them, you know. Um, And I loved each character individually. Rocket, who, if you know the backstory, you know it better than I do from the first movie. Rocket was the one who... He was a bully to Caesar. He was the bully to Caesar. That's right. And Caesar ends up injecting him with the stuff, you know, and they end up becoming close friends, best friends, you know, and Rocket sticks with him the whole time through all three of the movies. And they have a, you know, it's always like you've got, you know, Kirk and Spock or, you know, you're always your your captain and then your right hand man. Well, Rocket, do you think he's the right hand man?
1: He is, but I was going to say the Spock is definitely Maurice.
0: But, But yes, the Spock is Maurice for sure. And then you have. Let's go to Maurice. So Rocket's kind of like Rocket is the Rockard is the Rikerd.
1: <laughs> yes, that's fair.
0: <laughs> to use a Star Trek S and uh, a reference. But then you got Maurice, this orangutan, who's the gentle giant, the loving teddy bear, and the hippie. The hippie, yeah, yeah. And then you have the gorilla, which is the, the muscle. muscle. He's, the, <laughs> he's the he's the he's the tank. He's the big bad boy, but yet. There's a, a lot of goodness and greatness in him as well, you know.
1: And it felt like the Magnificent
0: Seven for a little bit. Yes, it did. And so they stumble upon this first uh, camp. They're looking for the soldiers. Yeah, they stumble upon a campment and there's a man that is carrying a, a stack of wood, right? And what happens is he says, Hold on, hold on, let me just put this wood down. And as soon as he drops the wood, he reaches for his rifle to shoot them. And you see off in the distance, bam he's dead and who and lo and behold who's killed him caesar's killed him and he didn't blink didn't even didn't even i mean it's like eastwood come from revenge i mean i'm serious and man to be
1: fair to caesar that was a good kill he was going for his gun
0: yeah yeah absolutely and so there they're, you want to take it from here adam
1: yeah so we find out in the camp they find a little girl she's a mute she can't talk she tries maurice is the one that takes her in because caesar just looks at her and he's like whatever we need Leave to move her.
0: her we need to keep going Maurice
1: generally cares for her. He doesn't want to leave her to die. Yeah, And And he's curious about her because she can't talk.
0: There's something wrong with her. When you first see her, she's got blood coming out of her nose. And she can't speak. And this begins a journey into the exploration of some foundation stuff they're going to set up. To really tie back into the original 1968 movie, which yep. I thought was really, really brilliant, this is a brilliant plot point, and it's it, it it's going to tie us back into. We're going to come to discover that later in the movie, the same simian flu that took out all the human race and killed them, 2.0 simian flu now causes humans to lose the ability to speak, and they begin to revert back to more animalistic tendencies literally becoming the humans that we see when Charlton Heston crashes on the year 2500 earth and he encounters humans then so that was a really cool touch I thought the girl is
1: really good in this movie she is really good she obviously has no dialogue but Maurice teaches her some sign language she learns thirsty she learns a few other things and she takes to Maurice quickly because he's gentle with her you don't know how much is going on in her head. We just know that the mutation in the simian flu is causing people to revert back right. to a yep. more primitive state. Um, she's fairly intelligent, but not of her age level. No. She's, you know, a young teenager, maybe. Yes. So she goes along for the ride. Maurice is very protective of her. And the band sets off. And now they uh, they get to the north. They know that the colonel is going up in the mountain Sierra.
0: Yeah. The Sierras a base.
1: And when they're spying on them, someone steals their supplies. And here's the introduction of a brand new character. Oh, bad ape, bad ape played by Steve Zahn. Yep. I didn't recognize like, I'm like, I know that voice. I couldn't place him until I saw the credit. I didn't know he was in the movie.
0: Well, it, it's really played up great because someone is stealing off of their horses, and then when when the when the gorilla—I can't remember the gorilla—someone in a parka, yeah, in a parka, dressed up the hood and everything, hollers. They hollers down at him like he roars down at him, and when he hears that, this person in the parka, which we find out is Bad Ape, hops on a horse and takes off, and there's this chase. And I'm thinking the whole time it's going to fall into a formula. It's going to be a young ape. I thought I knew it was an ape. Just I could yeah, just say
1: I didn't I didn't expect the uh, ape.
0: I knew it was an I knew I could just tell it was an ape. By the way, it was sitting the horse and everything. And I'm thinking it's going to go the Hollywood track. It's going to be a young female and she's going to be sassy and all this stuff, you know, and uh, and we'll get a little romantic thing here eventually with Caesar and he'll find somebody to replace his wife. Nope. Not at all. Don't even go it's an older ape that's been, imagine the old guy that's been stuck on an island for 20 years with no human He's been contact. By himself. He's been by himself with no other apes. He escaped from a zoo. And what's the big surprise we find out about him?
1: Well, that he talks. He can talk. He listened to humans and, and picked
0: it up. From yes. Him. So this opens another whole can of worms. You know, this, just the introduction of bad ape lends us to the concept that how many others out there can actually talk? What? How have they developed their civilizations? There's maybe more futuristic future movies to be found about the rest of these apes. I I don't know, but I, so tell us what you think of Bad Ape. What you think about his character? He's the comic relief. Um,
1: he wears clothes. I mean, boots and everything. Yep, the whole time. Up. He just dress, dress, dresses he's, like a human. He's kind of a bald chimpanzee, so he's probably cold because they're in the mountains. He's very
0: hairless. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, he's funny. He's, like you said, the crazy hermit. And I enjoyed him throughout the movie because he's so happy to be with people.
0: Oh, he's just so ecstatic. Not to be people, around apes. apes. He's around, happy to be around other apes. Well, you know, this brings me to a thought here, Adam. We keep calling them people. They did such an amazing job with the acting, the mocap, the interaction. You, just, you know, the apes become a commentary on human society. And you root for them more than our own than our yes, own you're rooting for – I'm rooting for the apes to take out the humans. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs>
1: Complete conflict of interest. Oh,
0: man, I'm telling you. But anyway, go ahead.
1: So, yeah, I mean, bad ape is able to fill them in on the geography of the area that there's a zoo. What he means by zoo are tall fences with cages. Yes. That's his concept of a zoo.
0: We find out it's actually a military base. Right. And that's where they are. Yeah. And so, and so against his wishes, Bad Ape leads them. And they take the girl along with them. You know, she's, yeah,
1: Maurice isn't going to leave her she's behind. She's
0: attached to Maurice. He's not going to leave her behind. So they end up taking, uh, uh, Bad Ape takes them to the zoo. Or what we find out is it was a zoo. Yes, it was. But he takes them to the military um, camp. And we discover that all of the whole tribe of apes have all been captured.
1: The convoy and yeah, the humans had picked up their their tribe and
0: and it turns into like a World War Two film where you know all the Jewish people are in prison and you know and there's that conflict between the prison guards which are the guerrillas you know and 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 it's and it's a good it's it's they do it very well you know very I mean the set design and the setup was just I mean. How did they CG all of those apes together? That's just there's blowing.
1: hundreds on a screen at a Hundreds the time. of
0: them, and they're all interacting doing something different. I would love can't wait for the Blu-ray to get all the behind the scenes stuff on how they did this did this movie.
1: We also learned that the colonel is executing any soldier that comes down with the symptoms of the mutation. Yes,
0: that's another reveal. Now we're starting to see that random people and soldiers are starting to get this mutation, bleeding out of the nose. And losing the ability to speak. And so we have a. Let's see, is it at this point, Caesar gets captured, right?
1: Yeah, after he discovers that his people have all been captured. Yeah,
0: he gets captured. And of course, we have the showdown between the Woody Harrelson character and um, Caesar. Yeah, B- between the Colonel and Caesar.
1: And these are great scenes because. Every time Caesar reveals he figured out something else, like he figured out the humans are getting sick, it's Woody Harrelson revealing, realizing how intelligent he is. Yeah. This is such a weird thing. I mean, you can't really put yourself in Woody Harrelson's shoes. But imagine your dog telling you about, I don't know, world events, and it would just blow your mind. That's kind of the reaction. Well,
0: well let's stop right here and talk about Woody Harrelson's performance because it is flat amazing, Here's a guy who you believe he's a very natural actor, you know. He's not, he's not overacting. He's not really trying to act. He's just a person in this story, in this drama. And his story is so disheartening. His own son, you know, you know, Caesar says, you know, you killed my wife. You killed my son. You know, I've lost my family and all this stuff. And so Woody Harrelson, the colonel, tells him his story. How that you know his own son developed the disease, <clears throat> and as he's telling the story of how he had to shoot his own son, well, his son infected his squad mates and then infected yes.
1: the doctor that was treating him.
0: Yeah, and so as he's te- as Woody Harrelson is communicating the story, you would think that Woody Harrelson falls apart. He's so detached from that trauma. He's been so transformed that he hardly shows any emotion. He's very underperformed, but spot on, but it's so powerful that they cut to Caesar and tears are running down Caesar's eye. He's so torn up that this world they live in has brought them to this place. You know, I mean, power, I was getting welled up as he was telling the story. I was moved so much. And Oh, man, such a good interaction between the two of them. Great chemistry, and this is a CGI character. And that's where it really helps having the mocap,
1: because if Andy Serkis was just doing a voice in a sound booth, they would have had a maquette, some kind of puppet there yeah. for you know, Woody Harrelson yeah. to look at and exactly. act against, but it's not the same as another person, as Andy yeah. Serkis standing right there interacting with him.
0: <clears throat> yes. Whew.
1: So Caesar puts everything together because they're making the apes build a wall. The story
0: all comes together here.
1: Caesar figures it out. Why are they building a wall if we're already in here? There's something else coming. Why would you waste this much time and effort to repair your fortifications if you've already captured all of us? So it turns out that Woody Harrelson thinks he's saving the race by eradicating the mutation. Not only did he murder everyone with it, he murdered everyone protecting them. Yes, And the rest of the military force is coming to take him out. He told and, him, if you're going to take me out, here I am.
0: Yep, absolutely. So we now discover that he's a rogue. He's not acting on behalf of the real government. He's And he has this whole, it, it's a cult, if you want to call it that or whatever. It's a whole group of soldiers that have bought in wholeheartedly. And there's a boatload of them. I mean, there's a, not just a couple hundred. We're talking battalion of them, right? They've all bought in, they're in 100%, and they just happen to be in a military depot that was a weapon, a military base that was a weapons depot. So he's got lots of rockets and service-to-air missiles. Yes, all the ammo and, and, and munitions that he needs to fight the military. And Caesar puts all this together. He tells him, this is what you're doing, and the colonel is just blown away. Oh my gosh, he's like... He said, and then then instead of him being shocked by it, he turns around and looks at Caesar and says, well, what am I supposed to do? You're smarter than we are. You're stronger than we are. You're the future. What would you you do if you were me? So he has so, he has so, he's he has so his personality has been so fractured, schizoid, to the point where he is completely detached from the person he used to be. He's now this almost numb force that says, "I was I'm put on this earth to do this, to eradicate this disease, and to eradicate the apes." And he can't change his position
1: because there's nothing else for him to do. He's, nothing else. He's bought in, and he's yes, he's got to carry forward.
0: So then the movie becomes The Great Escape. Yeah. I mean, it's what it turns into. And and, and there's a, you know, imagine a big uh, jail. Uh, imagine big high metal fences, electric fences on both sides of the yard with the main road going up the middle. The adults separated from the, <clears throat> the children. The adults on one side, the children on, on another. And then you have Caesar's friends who did not get caught.
1: This is Maurice and Rocket and Bad Ape.
0: Yep um you have them there and they dis and and then they discover because bad ape you know if there is a little trope here's one the, the bumbling fool falls into the hole and he discovers a whole underground network which of course is just going to lead them to where they can dig a hole up and you know um it caused them to escape in the middle of the night.
1: And here's where the sign language really comes in handy. Yes. Because the apes communicate and the guards don't catch on. Nope. The apes are counting the steps as they're moving from... The, they have to go work and build a wall. And Caesar's able to sign language the number of steps out to Maurice and Bad Ape so they can figure out how far to come in underneath the tunnels.
0: Yeah. Which I thought was done pretty cool. That was yeah. kind of a cool effect. And That's like you said, great escape. Yep. And so here we are... Um they hatch a plan, they 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 try to do their escape, and it seems to go pretty well. But just as they get everybody out and Caesar turns to go back and he's going to finish the deal with the colonel, right? Here comes the army, the rest of the military is now invading, and all apocalypse now, all hell breaks loose. It is munitions and gunfire and surface-to-air missiles and... Heat seeking missiles and choppers going down and explosions everywhere. And in the midst of this, Caesar works his way back up to the final confrontation. He has to finish his mission. And he he says he can't give it up. He cannot. He says, I have become Kobo. That was a powerful moment there. He realizes I am Kobo. I cannot forgive. I cannot forgive what the humans have done to me, just like what how Kobo could not forgive how the humans had treated him when he was in the lab. So walk us through this exchange.
1: Well, before that, even the the girl who's now been named Nova, the, yes. the girl that's traveled Marie's, Maurice, she's been helping them. It's a very nice scene of her giving water to the apes in the cages and yeah. her doll. This yeah. is important because we know that they're highly infectious. Yes. So the colonel sees the doll in Caesar's cage. and He's like, what's this? And he takes it with him. So Caesar goes up to confront him in the midst of this battle because the soldiers don't know where the colonel is. They're banging on the door, and he's not coming out. Right. And it's all chaos because there's just rockets and missiles raining into the base. Yep. And Caesar goes up there to confront him, and lo and behold, the colonel has transitioned. He's become infected. He's had a bad night. He's bleeding from his nose. He's grunting. He can't talk anymore. Yes. But he's aware. He's still early enough. <clears throat> that he knows what's happening to him. Yeah.
0: And it pans down and you see the doll on the floor and then it dawns on you. Oh, he touched the doll that the girl held that was infected by him, but infected by her. And it has infected him. Okay. So walk us
1: through what happened. It's a powerful scene. Cause he's distraught. We don't know what the transition's like, but he clearly realizes what's happening to him because Caesar grabs the gun and then the Colonel immediately grabs it and puts it to his own head you know it's a kill me moment he,
0: he, he want, he's like end it and here's another scene that is so gripping in this scene here here uh caesar has the gun on the forehead of the colonel and he and the gun is the colonel cocks the trigger i mean it's the tension you can cut it with a knife and the look on and the look on caesar andy circus's face the inner turmoil the war is comes fully manifested And somewhere inside of him, he finds the place not to actually... Or he realizes his opponent is gone. Oh, okay. That's
1: kind of a read I got off of it. It's not him anymore. He's
0: already dead. And so that helped relieve some of that pressure, some of that anger, some of that hostility. This, This is a senseless war, as all wars are in one sense, senseless, you know? And... What good will it do for him just to take another life? And so he doesn't pull the trigger, but the colonel takes the gun and ends his own life, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Off camera, but still highly effective.
0: Yeah. Very, very effective. Absolutely.
1: Well, then Caesar sees that as he comes outside, the apes are still escaping out of the tunnel. The enemy forces are reigning in that the soldiers have turned their guns on the apes. Yeah, the ones on the wall are no longer <coughs> even shooting at the invading force; they're shooting at the escaping apes. Right. So Caesar grabs a grenade belt, and he's gonna blow up a fuel tank depot. Yep. yep. And he he takes a wound; he gets
0: hit in the chest, and ironically, by the very soldier who he pardoned and let go. That always comes back to bite. It people, always comes it? back to bite you, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: And the soldier's going to finish off Caesar, but one of the guerrillas that had been a guard and who Caesar had also pardoned uh, takes out the soldier and and turns.
0: yeah, absolutely. Powerful. But then he, he throws the grenade and sets off the bomb. Then it sets off a gas tank, a trucker tank that's full of fuel. And literally the whole entire camp goes up in flames
1: well the fuel had been leaking the entire battle right. and it's flowing yes. back towards the depot yeah full of ammunition
0: <laughs> full of ammunition
1: <laughs> yeah they did set that up where all the fuel yes. was spilling towards yep so you have this awesome moment the invading force comes in they're victorious they're cheering they're bringing out the prisoners of the human soldiers and caesar stands up i don't know what he was going to do
0: I don't know either. He
1: stands on this rock and there's a really cool kind of lengthy distant shot of soldiers recognizing that here's an ape standing up. They all start turning towards him and it's like a, a minute long shot. Yeah. But really effective <clears throat> with this crowd all noticing Caesar. Yes. And turning towards him. And one puts his gun on Caesar. And yeah. I I didn't know what was going to happen.
0: I didn't know I'm thinking,
1: well, is this where I he thought he was going to talk.
0: Yeah, or is this where he's going to give a speech and say, let's all come together, war is senseless, and that's not what happens. No. You start hearing and you feel
1: a rumble in the theater. Yes, with a good sound system, you will.
0: Yes, you hear this rumbling. Now, you have to imagine this camp is set up in the Sierra Mountains, and it's kind of at the foot of a whole series of mountains all around them covered in snow. And you look up, and a massive avalanche is coming right down on that on that patrol and it's lights out. I mean, They don't have a chance. There's no chance. And so it's so cool because the apes, they can run to the big giant trees and go up to the very top. This is the Pacific Northwest. Yes. You know? And so they run to the very top of the trees <clears throat> and you see this avalanche come down and completely wipe out the human. Every human that was there bites it and gets it. Whew. And it was like a scene out of out of the the uh, uh, the great Exodus with Mo- Moses and Charlton Heston. The Egyptians bought it, and all the humans bought it here in this movie, man. Yeah. And when it's done, you just see a nice gradual. What was a big kind of a valley? You just see a big gradual thing of snow, and it looks like it never had existed. And you know, of course, the apes survive. And because uh, they were in the tree, and then they make their trek to the promised land. To the promise, to their promised land. So we have the Exodus, we have the Ten Commandments in here as well. <laughs> this movie. Caesar's still wounded. Yep, Caesar's still wounded. And then we get the final shot of the movie
1: Is him sitting on a log. Everyone's gone down to play in the valley. There's a nice big lake, trees, yep, golden sunset.
0: A paradise for him. Caesar,
1: Caesar, his people are going to end up, and he knows he's going. Yeah. So he does die with Maurice at his side, mm-hmm. but he's seen where they are.
0: Just as Moses did in the book of Exodus. He died seeing the promised land, but having never entered in.
1: <laughs> and he said, they don't need me anymore.
0: I've no, done my job. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, I, I I couldn't get up for a second. I was just so moved by this movie. It was, it was great. It was heavy. It was not. It wasn't rah, rah. Ooh, yeah. Fun summer There's blockbuster. There's nothing to cheer. There's nothing to <laughs> cheer about. Yeah. But it was so well done. It was. I just think it was an excellent movie.
1: I wondered, and I think they made the right call here. They end with a pan up in that moment. Yes, the apes are coming to mourn Caesar, and they just pan up. We see a tree, and it goes to the credits. Yeah, because I thought maybe they're gonna. I had a feeling they're gonna flash forward, and maybe we see a little more more of their society. Like maybe see a farm or something, and like a, a monument to Caesar. Her totally,
0: totally a mystery.
1: I thought they might do something about it. No, I think they ended it right just by that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of Caesar's journey. And that's what yeah. the movies have been about. and
0: so. and this, the trilogy is complete now, you know? Um, so final thoughts, we were about 35 minutes into here. Let's, let's wrap this up. I love the movie. I can't tell you more. I, I, I can't say more. Go see this movie. It was excellent. Um, quality craftsmanship with the movie. Mocap was unbelievably good. Best CG I've probably ever seen in a movie. I I mean, I just can't go on. It was a great movie.
1: I love the script. I mean, characters behave in a natural way. Yes. It doesn't feel like anything happens to service the plot. And no character's perfect. Caesar's not perfect in this movie. And like I said, the decisions all happen naturally. And and no one's making stupid decisions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for our spoiler cast number three for War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, go check it out in the theater. Let us know what you thought. Maybe maybe you hated the movie. Maybe you thought it could have been better if they'd have done X, Y, or Z. Uh, let us know on social media. Give us a shout out or find us on the web at com, or leave us an email at uh, filmcoterie at com. right? That's correct. There we go. So, and I don't know when our next spoiler cast will be. We just kind of do these when we see a movie and we're like, oh, we got to just spoil and talk about that. It'll one. definitely be Dark Tower.
1: Maybe Valerian.
0: Yeah, we'll those just, are the two likely candidates. Yeah, uh, we'll just see going yeah. forward. I don't
1: know that there's there's nothing to spoil in Dunkirk. It's a historical no, event. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So can uh, you
1: spoil Titanic? That's I mean that's why I feel like Dunkirk.
0: Exactly. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time on another spoiler cast.